More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show, Tuesday edition of the program. We are locked and loaded a ton to get into with you. Let me give you a little bit of a roadmap. In the second hour of the program, we will talk with Tennessee Governor Bill Lee, who announced yesterday ongoing mask mandate battle that everyone in the state of Tennessee, every parent can make a choice about whether or not their kids are going to wear masks. How did he come to that decision? What does he see going forward? We will discuss that with him. We are live in Nashville. Tommy Laren will be with us in the third hour here in the studio. In New York City, Buck Sexton's hometown, vaccine mandates are officially underway for gyms, for bars, for restaurants, for sporting events. And it continues to spread everywhere. The Raiders are becoming the first NFL team to officially require a vaccine in order to actually attend the games. All of that we will be discussing, but obviously the chaos in Afghanistan and Joe Biden's speech yesterday afternoon. He rolled into the White House. He read off a teleprompter for around 20 minutes. He then immediately went back on his vacation. This is one of the most tone-deaf foreign policy decisions and outcomes that has happened in most of our lives. Let's listen. Cut one here as Joe Biden reinforces in his mind that he made the right decision based on the chaos. After 20 years, I've learned the hard way that there was never a good time to withdraw U.S. forces. That's why we're still there. We were clear-eyed about the risk. We planned for every contingency, but I always promised the American people that I would be straight with you. The truth is, this did unfold more quickly than we had anticipated. So what's happened? Afghanistan political leaders gave up and fled the country. The Afghan military collapsed, sometime without trying to fight. If anything, 
The developments of the past week reinforced that ending U.S. military involvement in Afghanistan now was the right decision. American troops cannot and should not be fighting in a war and dying in a war that Afghan forces are not willing to fight for themselves. All right, Buck Sexton, this is not really a huge surprise. We kind of hinted at this. He also blamed Trump, his other predecessors in the White House, for not being willing to make the decision to end the war in Afghanistan beforehand. But what he tried to do, to much criticism, honestly, across the the board, Democrats, Republicans, independents as well, even as you said yesterday, not many Democrats trying to carry water for Joe Biden right now, is he focused on the decision to leave Afghanistan as opposed to the disaster of the way that we are leaving Afghanistan, which is what most of the American public has been upset by. What did you think of what Biden said in his attempt to avoid blame for the chaos? I mean, there were just certain things he said that were obviously untrue. The the only real concession that was made seemed to be that it happened faster than they anticipated, which is... Obvious to everybody, right? I mean, there's no way that you're pulling out troops and then sending in 6,000 troops because this thing happened the way that they thought it would. And all you have to do, I mean, you don't have to take my word for it or Clay's word for it. If you listen to the Biden speech from about a month ago, the stuff that he was saying now just looks preposterous. In fact, as I said yesterday, it's almost as though the Taliban was listening to what Biden said and they're like, oh, well, actually, the thing he says will not happen. Let's make that we'll happen. Accelerate we'll accelerate and embarrass yeah, them. We'll, we'll go even faster. It was like Biden laid out a roadmap for what he thought was going to occur in this country. And instead, the Taliban decided that they would create the entirety of, of the roadmap. So Biden said that the buck stops, pardon the phrase, of course, for me, but the buck <laughs> stops with him and then said that, oh, there was this deadline that Trump put into effect. And, and the truth about that is, On all these different areas of foreign policy, Biden brags about breaking with the predecessor uh, administration, right? He brags about how he has a different approach to climate change. He has a different approach to uh, the, what was the, oh, Iran, the Iran deal, right? These are things that he says, I won't do it the way Trump did. But on this one, his hands were tied. Look, there's no way to make this look. I mean, the optics of this, which, as you know, is the obsession in D.C., couldn't be much worse unless there was really mass violence, God forbid, against, you know, U.S. Which could and our still allies. happen. This story is not over. And we have thousands of Americans that are still trying to get out of Afghanistan. There are reports that Americans aren't even being prioritized by American resources at Kabul airport, which I think people hear that and they're they're just their their minds explode. I mean, we would think that that Americans would obviously be the first by far prior. But I mean, I should say that should be the case. I think with this administration, it's actually not surprising. It isn't the case. But now we see, I mean, the Taliban are in a negotiating position with us. They've got checkpoints set up, Clay. They're blocking access to the airport. So while Biden's saying we prepared for every contingency, really, with thousands of Americans still stuck in Kabul, not able to even get to the airport, never mind get on those flights. We're being told that this is what they plan for. That's obviously not true. There are certain things he said in that speech that were just clearly false. And also, Buck, the big issue now is we don't control what happens in Afghanistan in any way. We are relying on the largesse, on the generosity, on the rationality of the Taliban now 
when it comes to what's going to happen to American citizens and also the allies that worked with us in Afghanistan? And and is this a group that has historically impressed you with their generosity and their and their fairness? Right. This is a group that, as we all can recall, and I think this has been suppressed in a lot of our minds because the Taliban has been an insurgency operating in the shadows mostly now for for decades, although in some areas they've had shadow governance and been operating Sharia courts, particularly in the south of Afghanistan, stretching back for for years. And in fact, they've been able to leverage the opium crop for not only funding themselves, but also uh, creating deeper ties into the community and and having better. Believe it or not, they're going to try to have better governance in some areas of the country. And I mean this. The, yeah, they're going to try to convince. Plan. Their plan is they'll have more governance that is more to the liking in some parts, Pashtun dominated parts of the country, uh, than what they had Almost with, the, with the central, with the, that's right, with the central government. This is classic. When you look at narco terrorism, you, you brought up, uh, you brought up the show narcos. Yeah. You look at Colombia. They understand. I mean, they've been fighting this insurgency for a long time. The Pakistani ISI, which was also working very closely with the Mujahideen back in the day against the Soviets, the Pakistani Inter-Services Intelligence Agency will be working very, has been working and will be working very closely with the Taliban going forward, providing training, assistance, intelligence support. That's what they always do. Pakistan is not an ally, obviously, against the Taliban and not even an ally, really, in the war on terror anymore. That's a whole other conversation. So what you're going to see, Clay, is... The Taliban consolidating. We're all focused on Kabul because that's where we have visibility. Right. It's the rest of the country where we have no visibility now. We have no idea what the heck is going on. Who's going to speak to an American or who wants to be a journalist in uh, these days in Kandahar or the outskirts of the city even more so? So they're going to have these videos we've already seen. Remember yesterday you played the uh, the CNN reporter yes. who said they're they're yelling death to America, but they seem kind of nice. Yeah, right. You're going to see these, these videos. Incongruities. You're going to have Taliban spokespersons with Twitter accounts, which we've also pointed out, saying, oh, no, we want decent governance. We're, we're not going to we're not going to punish minorities. They're trying and all this. to pretend to be and, a kindler, gentler Taliban, and, right? Uh, right now. which for right now is a strategic move for them. Meanwhile, there'll be these reports that continue to bubble up. People see of them taking women not as wives, but as sex slaves. That's right. actually what's going on. I mean, they, they use the term wife, a wife, but it's really sex slavery. Uh, at the point of a gun, and they're going to execute people. They're going door-to-door already in Kabul. So they're going to use the public international community-facing pronouncements as cover for the atrocities. I mean, the Taliban used to line people up in soccer stadiums and execute them, and they used to stone women to death for perceived offenses against the Quran. I mean, that's who these guys are, and that hasn't changed. And we have to also keep in mind it may not even be the top-down organizational decision that ends up creating a crisis inside of Afghanistan right now, right? If you have guys going door-to-door, there may be lower-level leaders who have a great deal of authority that could put American citizens in incredible danger, even if the kindler, gentler, and we're putting that in quotation mark, Taliban is trying to play nice with the United States government on some level right now. You can't negotiate with terrorists. You can't rely on these guys. 
and you certainly can't rely on them to have a top-down, well-organized structure, there could be violence, there could be death that befalls American citizens. We certainly hope that that's not the case. But this is what makes, in my mind, Joe Biden's dismissive nature of this story in general. You fly in from Camp David, you show up, you give an 18-minute address, you don't take a single question, you don't address the chaos that's going on right now, you only address your choice to decide to leave Afghanistan, which isn't what is at stake right now. The Taliban spokesperson has answered more questions from MSNBC, as we have seen, then remember, you know, you can't if you're Tucker, you can't interview Victor Orban in, yeah, in right. Hungary. Well, the a, NSA a Western, gets involved. A, a Western democracy yes. that's an ally of the United States and a great country. You, you can't do that without them freaking out. But you can sit down and be a mouthpiece for the Taliban effectively or a platform for the Taliban right away. And and all of a sudden we're supposed to think that's fine. Look, Clay, we, we all see this. Everyone listening to this knows that they could have, meaning the U.S. government, the Biden administration, they did not know what was going to happen here in terms of the speed of the collapse at all. Yes. And they could have prepared to actually get everyone Should out. Should have had a lot of those people Should out already. already. This, they, they, they delayed this to the last minute. The tactics, the implementation of the withdrawal is an abject catastrophe. Could get worse, God forbid, but hopefully won't. We're already and, seeing Taiwan take shots. I mean, uh, the China Chinese about, over about, Taiwan. Well, if, if the Chinese are, are the saber rattling you'll see from them over a whole bunch of issues. I think is only going to go up now. The Biden administration looks so feckless. But there, there is Clay. There is um, some hope here, which is that the Biden administration has its uh, spokespersons. Asking the Taliban, this is an unbelievable. Very nicely, this is an unbelievable audio to be clip. nice. They want them to be hey, Taliban, be nice, inclusive, be inclusive. Excuse me, use the right pronouns. You better use the right pronouns, or else you're going to get, you know, your cancellation notice. All right, we'll, we'll come back into that. And that's a real, we're that's, that's a, a real audio. That's clip. actually a thing we're going to talk to you about here in just a second. But, you know, with the work that I do preparing for this time together every day, I'm constantly researching the long-term economic and financial trends that affect all of us. I mean, I see headlines and stories on soaring debt and massive inflation that no one in the Biden administration wants to acknowledge. And if you know history, you know where this is going. I mean, look at the recent stock market drop of 300 points or more. I mean, is this the beginning of a reset? And if so, how do you protect the money, the assets you've worked so hard to earn already? You want to protect what you've built. So how do we, the people, do that? How do we protect our money, our retirement, our savings? Well, the answer is simple. We rely on what we know works, what history has shown us works. The old faithful. People are buying real gold and silver from the Oxford Gold Group. It's gold you can actually hold in your hands or put in your IRA. And I'll tell you, there's nothing like actually holding gold in the palm of your hand. Call the Oxford Gold Group right now at 833-404-GOLD. Oxford Gold will send you a free guide on investing and answer all your questions. I still remember that day I got my first gold bullion and gold coins in my hand at my home from the Oxford Gold Group. Telling you, you got to get this going for yourself. Protect your money before things get even worse. Call the Oxford Gold Group today. Give them a ring right now. 833-404-GOLD. That's 833-404-G-O-L-D. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Listen up, gamers. Mountain Dew has always been your go-to for a refreshing citrus kick. Now it's also your go-to for gaming rewards. With Mountain Dew Gaming Rewards, you just look for codes under the caps of specially marked 20-ounce bottles of Mountain Dew, enter those codes online to bank points, and then redeem them for awesome gaming gear. Everything from gift cards, game copies, controllers, consoles, custom Mountain Dew gaming gear, and more. Join Mountain Dew Gaming Rewards now. Open to legal U.S. residents 18 plus. Subject to program terms at mountaindewgaming.com. It's 1525. Voter prohibited. The U.N. Security Council issued a joint press statement earlier today calling for a new government that is united, inclusive, and representative, including with the full and full and meaningful participation of women. The council spoke with one voice to underscore that Afghanistan must abide by its international obligations, including to international humanitarian law and ensure the safety and security of all Afghans and international citizens. Well, I'm sure the Taliban are shaking in their bare feet over that one. They must be terrified at the notion of the international community not being happy with the way the incoming new government, let's be honest, of Afghanistan treats international norms and and respect for minority rights and democracy and all the rest. Look, I I get it. Um, By the way, welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Saxon show. This is Buck. I just I can't say I'm surprised, uh, Clay, that this is where the State Department spokesman, Ned Price, uh, is going with this. Could Ned Price sound any more like a loser in that statement? Like, I understand that he probably doesn't write the statement and that they trot him out to say it. But how in the straight face, if you have paid attention at all to the Taliban over the last 25 years, can you say that you expect for them to be inclusive and representative? Well, I mean, could, could you imagine sitting down with, let's say, like a, a member of Al Qaeda after? Oh, oh, kind of like the way the Obama administration released a senior, a senior guy from Guantanamo. Remember all the all the crying about how oh they're just they're just, it's just a, it's just a goat herder who was in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's what that guy said. Now he's showing up, you know, on the elliptical machines in the presidential palace or sitting at the president's desk in Kabul saying, yeah, I'm actually running the Taliban basically in this area. So do you you think the Taliban would have any respect at all for Ned Price sitting down in his suit, you know, weighing a buck 25 and saying, hey, guys, I I really hope that you're going to be inclusive and representative. And hey, what we really wish you would do is Go ahead and share your pronouns here as we begin this conversation. The disconnect between 
what the world is like and what the blue check brigade on social media all day long obsess over is so massively gargantuan. I think a lot of people, Buck, have forgotten about what the Taliban is and what they do because it's been 20 years since they were really well, in a position of power. There's there's a, a big difference here, and I think everyone knows this without us even, or everyone listening to this knows without us even saying it, is that let's say Trump was presiding over, over the withdrawal, and let's say things got a little messy, right? Let's say yes. things turned into what we, we've sort of seen, which, by the way, I don't think that would have happened, and I think that the people that he had around him on issues like this were more sound and serious by a mile than the Biden administration team, where, again, pronouns in your bio in this White House are the, are the most important signifier of your strategic genius. Uh, but if Trump went out and said, you guys do anything with the America, you guys come after the American people yeah. in any way right now in Afghanistan, we know that he would reign. He would have reigned holy hell down upon them. There would have been Moabs dropping out of the sky yes. by the and dozen. They w- and more importantly, they would have known. That's well. That's the point. Yes. And and they they knew that words from Trump on, to that end, I think, would have had real impact. You know, when you talk about Biden, the State Department spoke, and yeah, I mean, the State Department. It's not like he's I know this place. That. He has to yeah. walk out and I, say I, it, but it's so pathetic and weak. Yeah, in but the, the, face the State of Department this. is a place where wokeness has taken root for a long. It's a very look. I'll tell you this because I know because I spent a lot of time in and around State Department, uh, you know, folks and and in Foggy Bottom. Uh, so it's a very left wing place yes. i mean you you have yeah there there are awesome patriotic former marines who also sign up to be foreign service officers that's true but in general the state department is a place where you'd be shocked at how a lot of them you feel like would trade and this is going to i'm just telling you the truth they would they would trade their american citizenship for international citizenship yes, if they right. could they're There's citizens a lot of, of the, the world of the world there's a lot of that at the state department so that's reflecting this but anyway back back to where we are here with this um, there are some who are calling out the lies of the Biden administration about what's going on here, and we should get to it. But also, booster shots, folks. I think you've been hearing and about how they're going to happen. Passports, they're here you now, know, too. We're going to dive into that with you in just a couple minutes here. And plus, we got Tommy Laren joining later on the show to talk about the Biden administration debacle. But, you know, the stock market had four new all-time high record levels just last week. Four in one week. I mean, how do you find ways to still make money in the stock market with that kind of growth this year alone? You'll learn about the stocks and industry sectors that will be the next area of focus for savvy stock market investors. There's a clear way to do this. You subscribe to Carnivore Trading and see why their picks have become legendary. Carnivore levels the playing field, delivering in real time what their experienced traders are thinking right now. All of us, from newbies to experienced traders, can have access to their explosive trades in real time. This is your chance to see and mirror Carnivore's explosive trades in real time for free. There's no obligation. Go to GetOurTrades.com. Use the promo code USA. This is absolutely strategic to say to people to fully participate in the life of the city and to love and enjoy this city. Go get vaccinated. Uh, We believe it's going to make a huge impact. We're obviously seeing a real uptick in vaccinations already. We made a decision weeks and weeks ago. The whole ballgame is vaccination. And once you make that kind of profound strategic decision, you throw everything you got at it. Uh, We are not interested in half measures. We're interested in vaccination. So making vaccination something that allows you to enjoy all that's good in life. That is New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio announcing that in your hometown, bars, restaurants, gyms, 
sporting events, you name it, basically, you're going to have to have a vaccine passport in order to go and be able to fully participate in city life. So, Buck, we talked about this a little bit last week. Your brother is getting married this weekend, right? Yes, sir. And in order to get married, they were requiring that you have vaccines in order to fully attend uh, the event. What did uh, what decision did you make? How to get the J and J shot? You went and I, got I, so so. I, there are a few things. There are few, first of all, and I know people right now. I can feel the uh, like people are frustrated. I've been getting emails about it. I'm not missing my brother's wedding. Yep. That's the bottom guess, line. It's just uh, not The only right? suggestion so, I had was I, you could either uh, right, fake get the it, vaccine or get a fake, right. pat, fake uh, vaccine and, card. And for me, given what I do and say here, to be caught with a forged government document possibly or to be on air talking about how I'm unvaccinated and then going to places that are requiring vaccination, look... I, you know, I, I don't think a restaurant is going to necessarily, you know, call the feds on me, but, you know, I don't want to test it out. So he, here's just a few things about how this all went down and how for anyone who's listening, be, before anyone thinks, oh, this is a New York. First of all, it's a New York, L.A., San Fran, New Orleans. Uh, where, where am I? I mean, all those cities already are are doing this. So yes. this is happening. It's spreading rapidly. It's spreading, Philadelphia, oh, Philadelphia, all over it. the country. Um They're going to make this, I'm telling you right now, the same way that we told you that boosters were coming for everyone and have been saying that now for months. I mean, I've been, we've been saying it together on this show. I've been saying it previously on my show and Clay on his. I'm telling you, they're going to try if they can get away with it to use the interstate or to use the uh, uh, interstate commerce clause to have a federal mandate about travel airplanes. Cause this is, they're going to say, you don't have to fly. You don't have a right to fly. This is what they're going to do. So for anyone who thinks this is not their problem, I'm telling you they are going to try to make it your problem. So just how it went down in New York City, because I thought you'd appreciate this, Clay. So I, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, what am I, what am I going to do? You know, I, I have, if I don't get the shot, by the way, the venue is requesting in advance proof. So you can't even show up. So now you're talking about you have to mail it to the email, email it to it them. To, you got to yeah. email it to Scan them, it, take a picture and then they're going to have a list at the door, and they're going to have checking checking ID. I mean, just checking yeah. IDs. Fascinating situation too, because now we have New York City saying you need not only a vaccine passport but a matching ID to go into any public or government building in the entire city. I guess except for when you want to vote, because that, Clay, as we know, would be racist. Yeah. Racist to have ID to vote. And let's also reinforce here that the impact of this rule, this law, this regulation that New York City and other cities are putting into place is going to be a lot of black and Hispanic people don't have the ability to enter into many public venues in their cities. More more than half of the African-American population of my hometown, New York City, is, is now not, unable is, to go to a bar or restaurant. Un- unable to go to basically any movie, any public yes, place under gym. New York City law. Gym, a- any public place. So, I mean, this is madness, but I'll just, just to give you a sense of what I went through. So I'm walking and I'm going, okay, where? Because I, the whole time I've been, in, I'm not getting the shot because I medically didn't need it. And I want to be very clear. Had COVID I already had COVID. There yep. was absolutely no medical basis. I haven't changed my opinion. And for those of you who are wondering, I am more ticked off, shall we say, now than ever because I was basically forced. I mean, in my mind, they gave me an impossible choice, just as we've had people writing in to say, should I lose my job at a hospital or should I get the shot, Buck? And I said, I mean, this is a this is a tough call. People have pensions. People have families. They have mortgages to pay. Right. 
And they've turned the screws. And this is what the government is relying on to force you to do it, making other places, not the federal government, but local and business to do it. They said they wouldn't do it, and they are doing it, too. Just remember that. The incrementalism of progressivism is on display here with the way that they've said, oh, no, no, it's not a slippery slope. It absolutely they're saying it as we're slipping down the slope together. And people across the country who think, oh, I'm in Texas, I'm in. It's not going to affect me or Tennessee well, or, or, where we are know, right or now. Tennessee where we're sitting right now. Yeah, it won't affect you until you've got a, a sick grandma, not, you know, from COVID, is sick on the other part of the country. You want to go visit her and make sure she's OK. And they say, where's your vaccine passport? Because they're the airlines don't want to have to do this. So I think the federal government will likely step in and say, well, we're the ones that are going to request this. And I, and I have a, a whole pitch as to why, by the way, because I know that right now the Biden administration says they're not going to do it, but it has to do with boosters. But here, here's what I wanted to say about going through New York City. So, Clay, I'm walking, uh, you know, you come visit New York yep. a lot in the city. I'm walking uh, north of, j- just below Times Square, north of, of Herald Square, and there's like a mobile vaccination site. And there are these two young guys, uh, both of them are, are minorities, two young guys who are kind of the... the Front-facing the, 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 you know, They're, they're sitting yeah. there at the desk taking in people that at this at this van. And I go up to them, I start chatting, they're very nice guys, chatting them up a little bit, and I'm like, so guys, I think I'm just going to go get this done, because I'm, I'm looking at the wedding invitation on my phone, I'm just like, I, yeah. I can't, I can't have this stress. So I walk up, I'm like, I'm just wondering, so, so I have a choice here, right? There, I think it was, I think it was Pfizer or Moderna, or maybe there was another site nearby, so I said, I'm just wondering, I just asked, yeah. what did you guys get? And one of them looks at me and goes, oh, I didn't get the shot. <laughs> He's and working at, at the vaccine. He's working at the vaccine, you know, mobile facing guy front, who's trying to yeah, sign people up. And he's just like, he's like, I, I didn't get the shot. <laughs> well, well, They're not even mandating it for people who are working at the vaccine uh, that's, clinics. That's I what guess. I thought was yeah. I'd sit here. I'm thinking, OK, this is a pretty remarkable circumstance. And then I go to another city clinic. So I went through this whole. I didn't go to, you yeah. know, the drugstore. I could have been easier. No, I went to the city clinics. I wanted to get the J and J shot, which is the done, one shot, right? Which is the one shot, and also a traditional vaccine, not an mr mRNA yeah. vaccine technology. So I figured this is what I got to do. So I go to this city site that the city yeah. of New York sets up, and I, and I walk, I walk in. Okay, I'm not. Gonna, I went in. And I had a scooter, but let's not worry about that right now. So I go scoot was, scooting. I know I didn't have to tell everybody. Wow, that, that was bad. I'm an honest guy, yeah. Clay. I'm an honest guy. So I go scoot scooting you into and the, the State Department site. dudes are going to have a lot of fun hanging out. <laughs> That's together. right. You can we, ride scooters. We put down our talk tiny. About, talk our, about how inclusive you are. <laughs> we put down our tiny macchiatos for a second to get yeah. our shots, and and I, I go in there and I sit down with with this nurse, and I, I can tell you, I don't I don't want to say that I know that she probably listens to us on radio. In New York City on 710 WOR, but I have a feeling she probably, yeah. she sits down, she goes, she looks at me, and I, I, I'm, I'm like, I can't believe, I'm furious that I'm doing this. She goes, you sure you want to do this? Do you do your research? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Am I sure I want to do this? I'm like, I, I looked at Did her. Did you said, ask her if she I, had gotten I, the vaccine? Oh uh, Yeah, she said she was mandated to. Yeah, okay. And I said, yeah, well, I told her about, I told her the about whole the thing. Wedding and she and was like, oh, she's like, I know. Herd immunity, the, 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 I mean, natural, natural immunity, natural immunity yeah. rather, you know, it, it's so crazy. The city's not taking that. In. So she was totally on board. The woman yeah. was about to give me the shop. And then she's like, but you sure you want the J and J? She's like, I don't know. You might want to get the, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I thought your idea was supposed to be just jab yeah, me as yeah, fast as right. possible. She sort of put a little, she was very sweet and, and, you know, put a nice little band aid on me and sent me on my merry way. Look, I didn't have any side What day effect. did you do it? Uh, this was right, right before the, right before the weekend. Um, so you had no side effects. You had no nothing, issues. No, no, no yeah. issues. No, nothing. I mean, my arm is a little sore the same right. way it might be from a flu shot, but I've had no side effects or issues. But here, here's the point I'm making, Clay. They're making people that are adamant 
Ben Denis, what choice, if you live in New York City, if you have rent or a mortgage to pay, if you have a job that depends, media companies now, a lot of them have yeah. mandated everybody gets the vaccine. That's right. What what are we going to do? And I, I would offer that part of the problem here is that we've been split because in places where you've had greater freedom, you know, my friends, including my two brothers who had moved to Florida uh, over the pandemic, they feel like this is a problem for other people. Yeah. And I've been trying to wave the flag saying you don't understand. These progressives, these leftist loons in the Biden administration, Dr. Fauci, they're nuts. They're never going to leave you alone until we stand up to this together. And so now I feel like, you know, we're taking vaccine, we're taking uh, vaccine hits here and people are realizing, oh, this is actually coming for all. of Yeah. Us. And we need to talk about this booster element, too, because the big fear, if you listen to us when we've talked with Alex Berenson, by the way, his numbers continue to become more and more accurate based out of Israel is even if we had a 100% vaccination rate in the United States right now, COVID's not going away. We're never going to be at COVID zero, and that's important. We need to talk about that. But if you're with AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, you're paying too much for your cell service. Pure Talk, exact same network, using the exact same towers, one of those big carriers. A heck of a lot less, though. In fact, you can save over $800 a year. The average family can. I've got my 13-year-old. He starts eighth grade tomorrow. He got his first phone. It's a Pure Talk iPhone 12. He loves it, and he gets unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. If you go over on data, which I know a lot of parents worry about, they don't charge you for it. Buck, it's an incredible deal. I've got Pure Talk, but so does Patty of Cornelius, North Carolina, she gave a five-star review and she wrote in with a customer testimonial that said i changed from verizon to pure talk in march of 2021 for lower cost service i am thrilled no problems at all with cell service or data usage thank you pure talk remember their their uh, customer service all based here in the u.s and they're just out there to save you money eight hundred dollars what could you do right now at the end of a year with an extra eight hundred dollars sitting in your bank account it's really meaningful from your cell phone, dial pound 250 right now to make the switch. Just dial pound 250 from your cell phone and say Pure Talk. You'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250, say Pure Talk. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed text message from Pure Talk. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame 
thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do is that is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome back in. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. I am Clay Travis. He is Buck Sexton. And Buck just shared his oh-so-unfortunate, uh, in many ways, the, the the pressure that you felt to have to get the vaccine. But the ironic thing now, Buck, is right as New York mandates vaccine passports for everyone in order to be able to go to bars, restaurants, concerts, stadiums, uh, gyms, basically any indoor activity in the city. Now there are reports. I don't think it's been officially, officially announced, but everybody has the data and the news out there. And we've been telling you it's coming for a long time that you're going to have to get booster shots. So if you're out there listening to us right now and you've already got both of your vaccine shots, or if you got your Johnson and Johnson's vaccine within eight months of whenever your last vaccine shot was, you have to go back and get a booster because the data out of Israel, which Alex Behrens has been saying, reflects that these vaccines lose their uh, protection rapidly. And so we have to have boosters now. So let's learn from what we've already seen happen here, everybody. The recommendation for the boosters is going to quickly turn into a mandate. mandate for the boosters. We all know that. So they say, you know, it's like Fauci, I recommend two masks, now maybe three, you know, and then eventually it's, oh, that's the policy, right? Yes. So we all know that this is where it's heading. And here's, Clay, why I keep saying now so we can maybe try to get critical mass of people opposed to this before it's it's too late in a sense. It, what, we now know, based on the fact that you need a booster, that the vaccines don't last. We yes. know that that is a that fact. is hundred percent true. That is reality. That, that, that is used where to we be are. when we started saying it. You it was get, not allowed. You to get say booted. It. Yes. You get booted off Facebook. People and Twitter. were angry at us for saying that based on the data. So, so the vaccines do not last. Now, here's the point that everyone needs to understand. Up until now, you've had a lot of people who thought they had 90% or 95% protection who were actually at very low risk. You know, you've got yes. a bunch of libs living in Santa Monica and Brooklyn watching Rachel Maddow at night who were terrified about the fact that they might get COVID even though, you know, they weigh 130 pounds and they're, you know, 35 and living in mom's basement or whatever. The point is they're safe. They were fine, yes. but they were still terrified and pushing these ma- mandates and policies on people all across the country. How do you think they and therefore the Democrat base and the Biden White House is going to react as it sets into all their minds that the vaccine that they thought was the end of all this stuff is actually not. They're going to demand this White House takes action 
in this winter season to make everybody you you know the same people that are crying about kids being in school next to their kids without a mask on are going to say you can't get onto an airplane the federal government needs to step up because their panic is going to go through the roof again un- unreasonably irrationally but that's what's going to happen and here's the other question if already the vaccine effectiveness is fading within eight months and everybody's going to be required to get a booster, which is what is going to be soon announced, how many boosters are you going to have to keep getting for this vaccine? If every And this is the other question that almost no one's asking, Buck, is if every eight months you have to keep going back to get another vaccine booster, at some point, when you constantly inject yourself with drugs of any nature. Oh, the, your, the side effect issue here becomes side much effect. more of a concern for everybody because the numbers of side effects that everyone's going to end up dealing with are going to be astronomical. But also, in addition to the side effects, the effectiveness of anything when you get your body used to it declines, right? Like, if you are, let's say you, you mean drink, like a, it's like a flu shot, Clay. Almost. It's almost like the almost flu like shot. It's, a flu you know, shot. it's almost but like what we're going to be dealing take with. Take it here. outside of the vaccine universe. If you never drink caffeine, and you suddenly have a shot of espresso. It's like you can feel it running through your body. It courses through. It has a massive impact. But over time, as your body becomes adjusted to it, the actual impact of that caffeine declines. We don't really have any precedent for a vaccine that is never ending. I mean, the flu shot is one, but the flu shot is different at right. least well, every year because of the, based on whatever the, it the deals with variations of the strain. I mean, yes. the same reason. There are hundreds of coronaviruses out there, which everyone's heard, but they don't talk about very much because it gives you a sense of really the scale of what we're dealing with here. When you start to think about endless mutations, var- variants, as they call them, just mutation, same yes. thing of the virus. But here's what has been admitted now by the public health establishment in this country that is incontrovertible, but they won't say it out loud. There is now no longer such a thing as fully vaccinated. That's right. You're always just vaccinated enough until they say you need more. Fully vaccinated as a concept is now dead because they are telling you everyone needs boosters. They don't want don't to admit know this. how many of them we're going to need, which means we don't even know what fully vaccinated would in, in consist what, of. In what world do we think we're not going to need boosters now every year for the foreseeable future? And and when you look at the way that the the you know the, the left reacts to a lot of this stuff, the Democrat Party reacts to this stuff, they see what's going on. And New Zealand just went into lockdown. Over one case of COVID confirmed, Clay. They're still they're, fighting COVID zero. They're, That's they're, what they're trying to do. Democrat Party in this country, they're like, you know what? If it's got to be COVID zero, it's got to be COVID zero. We'll bring down our climate emissions a lot. So, you know, look no at Australia. Australia Great. has the army called out monitoring to ensure they told people don't drink outside in Australia. Don't speak to friends and family that you see in the street for fear of spreading COVID. It's all madness. We're going to talk more about this. We're also going to circle back around uh, to the situation in Afghanistan. Maybe joined by the governor of Tennessee. We were scheduled to be joined by him at the top of the hour, but Tommy Laren's going to be in studio with us. We've got a loaded next couple of hours. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Keep it up. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network.